Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? abundance lover, or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. This is a special Monday episode. We have a very special guest, Phoebe Robinson, who, if you don't know, she of course hosts uh, the podcast Two Dope Queens. She has a new book out called Everything's Trash, But It's Okay. And it's just, a, it's really a phenomenal book. I read it and no joke, I'm not lying. This is, it's so funny. There's like a lot of humor in it, but then there's also like some deeper issues that are discussed and there's so many pop culture references. I loved it. Truly cannot rave it up about it enough. So I'm super excited to have her on the show. And I thought, you know, we should make it into a full episode. It's like a special, it's like a Phoebe Robinson pop dive. That's what we're doing here. and. Um, I know we haven't covered Housewives in a in a couple weeks. We took off Housewives last Thursday. Isn't that terrible? I <laughs> I know that we missed a lot. 
Wait, sidetrack for a second. Let's just take a little, take a journey with me for a minute. Did you guys ever see, I just had a flashback to this. Do you guys remember that video for Paula Abdul's Rush Rush? Do you know what I'm talking about? Remember Paula Abdul's like slow jam Rush Rush? In the music video, there's like an extended music video and it's a, it's a, a parody or like a, not a parody, but like a, an homage to uh, Rebel Without a Cause. And it's the music video stars Keanu Reeves and Paula Abdul. And they're doing like intense acting in it. And I, I only remember this because I said, isn't that terrible? And in that music video, wow, you guys, this is a tangent if there ever was one. But in that music video, Paula Abdul, she's like doing some very intense scene work with Keanu Reeves. And at one point, he says, like, have you, Keanu says to Paula Abdul, like, have you ever been in love? And she's like, no, isn't that terrible? <laughs> she, my friend, uh, one of my friends, Michelle, uh, her and I in college used to watch the music video over and over again. And so we would always see each other, like, we would see each other in between classes or in the dorms or something, and we'd be like, isn't that terrible? <laughs> I just said it earlier, and I had, like, all these flashbacks to Michelle and I talking, um, and and laughing at the Paula Abdul Rush Rush music video, which, by the way, also a fantastic song, five-star song, and five-star music video. Keanu Reeves and Paula Abdul both look still exactly the same as they did in that music video. But you remember it was like that, Rush, rush, hurry, hurry, love, come to me. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I don't get in trouble for singing that, but I have to be careful with my music rights. Anyway, um, yeah, in the middle of that video, there's like an acting part, and and Keanu's like, have you ever been in love? And Paula just goes, no. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> have you ever been in love? If I was, I didn't know it. And you? No. Isn't that terrible? Terrible. No. Where's her Oscar, is frankly what I'm, I'm getting at. I think that she should have done more acting, and I'm, I'm surprised that no one offered her roles. Um, and by the way, Keanu is aging wonderfully. He's like a fine wine. He looks fantastic. I just saw, um, I didn't see the movie, but I saw a preview for that movie where he's like in wine country or whatever with Winona Ryder and looks fantastic. Truly, truly. I always get upset. I love the movie Something's Gotta Give. One of my faves, but I do get upset. I sometimes feel like Diane should have ended up with Keanu. You know what I'm saying? Like it feels... It feels kind of like, I don't know, like, I feel cheated a little bit. I know her and Jack had that connection, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he was, Jack was like an asshole. And Keanu was like this nice doctor man. Yeah, he was a little younger, but like, you know what? I kind of think that uh, Diane should have ended up with Keanu. I've said it. There, now I, <laughs> but now we said it. <laughs> we don't say that, but now we said it. But now we said it, Camille Grammer. Anyway, I want to get to my chat with Phoebe Robinson. Before I do, I will say that we're getting back to Housewife this Thursday, so don't you fret. Don't fret, little bear. <laughs> I'm feeling goofy today. I'm feeling like a little slap happy. And so, you know what? Let's just get to Phoebe. We have a lot to talk about. There's so much in her book. It's so fantastic because she, again, she dips in and out with pop culture references, uh, uh, so many pop culture references throughout. She, I mean, she references Tyra Banks. She references the Housewives. I don't know if you guys know this, but Phoebe also used to write the Vulture recaps of the Real Houses of Atlanta. So she's like a Housewives super fan. She knows her stuff. And, and I'm actually bearing the lead here. Phoebe and I literally grew up in the same town. Now, I did not know her growing up, but 
we are both from Solon, Ohio. So as I was doing my research, I learned that Phoebe and I are from the same hometown. Literally the exact hometown. Like, we are both from Solon, Ohio, which is just outside of Cleveland. And uh, she went to a private school and I went to the public school, so we did not know each other. But we were literally streets apart growing up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask her about that. And, um, and shout out to anyone else that's from Solon or, or the Cleveland area. But I'm, I was so excited. You know how you get a sense of like hometown pride or whatever? Like when I read that she's from Solon, I was like, holy shit, you never, sometimes I'm, I'll read about someone from Cleveland. Like I remember Drew Carey's from Cleveland and I remember uh, getting so excited when he had his show. And with Phoebe, when I was reading about her, I'm like, holy shit, not only is she from the Cleveland area, she's from literally Solon. So I'm super excited to talk to her. I'm going to get right to our interview. Um, please enjoy. And then uh, we'll do our little cool down and wrap up at the end. But please enjoy my chat with Phoebe. And get her book. Everything's trash, but it's okay. I promise it's so good. Okay, guys, I'm here with Phoebe Robinson. Phoebe, we grew up in the exact same hometown. Yes. Well, you grew up in Solon, Ohio. I, I was I grew up in uh, Buffer Heights and then moved to Solon for high school. But then I went to Gilmer Academy, but I lived in Solon. Right, right. Yeah. I was right in Solon, which I was looking up. I was researching you, as one oh, does. Oh, gosh. And I was There's like, There's research crap. about me now? <laughs> <laughs> I did all sorts of research, Okay, Phoebe. good. <laughs> now, I also just read your book. Everything's trash, but it's okay. And I loved it so, so much. Thank I you. feel like it perfectly encapsulates like deeper issues while also having just such a wonderful sense of humor. And as someone who loves pop culture so, so much, I mean, it's just, it's loaded with wonderful pop culture stories and references. Thank so you. it's so, so fun. So what's it like releasing this one after the success of your first book? I think... You know, everything is so crazy after the 2016 election. And um, I was feeling sort of kind of like bummed out and defeated. But I saw like a lot of people rallying online, whether it's like making donations or marches or just being more politically active. So I'm like, I kind of want this book to sort of like cheer me up and make me laugh and make other people laugh. But also like have that space where I can sort of I think I felt more comfortable writing about serious things whether it's like feminism or coming out of financial debt or being a workaholic whereas i think the first book like i could talk about like race and like black women's hair and that's like cool but that's like my safety zone i think this one i was just able to feel more myself and then i could talk about things with authority it felt so cohesive to me like every chapter leading into the next and i wondered was there anything that you wanted to include that you couldn't find a space for or maybe that you thought of after the book you're like i'm ready to write or save this for the next one. No, I will say the one about interracial dating was supposed to go in the first book. And mm. then I couldn't, it was like the last essay I was writing. I was like, I can't figure this out. My brain was hurting. So I was like, I'll leave it for the next book. But I think this one, we have some stuff in there that I wanted to touch on, but then I just cut it because I was like, ah, I don't know. I think it's going to make the book too long. I don't have a strong enough point of view. So I think like, this is like actually the perf, like everything I want to include in it. That's valuable and worth reading. I think I got in there. Were you always a pop culture lover? Yes, I am. I, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I like started following. Cause I, I don't know. I, I think it was maybe Naomi Ekparrigan or somebody had posted something of yours. And it was like years oh, ago. Oh. And I was like, 
this guy is so funny and he's like making jokes about pop culture in like a really fun way and it's not because i think thank the, you thank you yeah i think the instinct is always like to be super snarky but i feel like you're not doing that like you're celebratory and you're like i know i love this stuff and like it's sort of like silly and like lightweight it's in some ways and other ways like it is you know reflective of our society but i'm celebrating this in a cool way and i think i come from that kind of vibe too and i watch so much tv growing up right. as a kid like i didn't have a dating life i wasn't cool like my brother was a cool one in high school so i really just watched like movies and tv shows and listened to ricky martin and hoped that he right. was gonna date me but <laughs> me too I, girl yeah, right? <laughs> still do <laughs> I remember going to that video for all in Seoul and I don't yeah. know if you remember that, but uh, I would go there and I would, they had a list of movies at the front door and I would go with my highlighter and just highlight all the ones. And it was literally like every movie I'd be like, I'm going to watch that. But yeah, <laughs> but so I loved all of the, the pop culture stuff in the book. And then you also get deeper in some topics. I particularly loved, you mentioned the chapter on feminism. Mm-hmm. It was so fantastic. It was framed around Tyra Banks, which I'm a huge Tyra fan. Yeah. Were you always a top model fan? Or? Yes. I watched in the beginning. I've seen every i think i've seen every you know the only season i didn't the only season i didn't watch was the girls versus was it girls versus boys or just yeah. like um it was just all of them i think but i that was yeah. the one i did watch was it okay was it good because i was like is this kind of a train wreck so i like sort of was like let me dip out um it was kind of good it was yeah. good i like uh kelly catron's my favorite and she was on that season <gasps> and then oh i yeah, should watch it then it was good. like that was good like her, her her judging was just ridiculous i mean i can't even i'm trying to think of some of them. they were they were insanity but um she was good and then some of the guys were cute which i liked yeah um, one of them's doing like gay porn now which is neither here nor there but yeah. um, <laughs> anyone wants to look that up anyway um but so the chapter on feminism what a jump <laughs> i wondered what advice do you have for a, a guy that's listening or or me or anyone that's that wants to be an ally to women uh what advice would you have for them um to be a better ally to women yeah i think it's just like given giving women the space to sort of express themselves without you sort of being like, Oh no, but it wasn't that bad. Like I hear that a lot of times and it's just like, yes, like being groped isn't like the same as sexual assault, but that doesn't still mean that it isn't abusive or it isn't like harmful. That's not going to stay with someone for a really long time. And so I think really like with the, the Kavanaugh and all that stuff, it's like women just want to be heard and at least, and at least feel like they there's a chance they will be believed. And I feel like so often, like we're just like ex- exerting so much energy to be like, please like just hear me see my humanity. And I think if society could just be a little bit kinder and, you know, really make that effort to sort of see our side and to sort of understand that women don't exist to just sort of be discarded or be looked at as sexual objects. Like I, I think it's hard when, you know, like you didn't grow up like that. I think like every woman kind of just feels that sort of, especially when you turn like early teens, you just notice that you're being looked at differently. And sometimes it's by like older guys and it's really confusing and creepy. And so there's a lot that happens mentally to women when they go through that and start like a continuing forward with that sort of like treatment of like, I am a sexual object by, by, considered by a lot of straight guys. So I, I think it's, it would be really nice if we could feel like we had 
people who had our backs, who would listen to us, who would like stand beside us. And I, you know, I also feel like as I write about in the book with feminism, like feminists need to also ally with other people. So like Mm -hmm. we all are like growing and learning together. And like, I have to be a better ally. You have to be a better ally, but I think we can all like make those strides. So at least like, if you, if you don't have that experience personally, like pass a microphone to someone else who does have that experience. Right. Right, I love that. Oh, thanks. Um, and we, we, you mentioned young people too, mm-hmm. and the midterms are coming up. Yeah. I wondered what is an issue? Is, is there something that you notice that young people are ignoring, or that they should pay more attention to? Maybe not mm-hmm. in terms of politics, but in general, like issues. Uh, I know a lot of young people listen, and I just I, I don't know if there's anything that you maybe notice that you're like young people need I to pay a little know. more attention. I feel like. I've been doing some college shows recently and they've been talking about midterm elections. And I was like, I never cared about midterm elections until Trump was president. So I feel like they're already so far ahead of the curve. And, you know, especially like when it comes to like gender and trans issues, like there's just such a level of empathy and automatic understanding that a lot of them have that I'm so impressed by. And so I feel like I'm learning from a lot of young people and they really are like they have their eye on the ball in a way that's really impressive. They got it going now. I'm switching gears. Mm-hmm. In the book, you tell a, a ton of pop culture stories, which, of course, I love. Yeah. But two of my favorites, there's an Oprah story and yes. there's a Julia Roberts story. Yes. <laughs> would, there, could, would you be able to share a little bit, maybe your Jules story? Yeah. So the Julia Roberts thing is... I die. I was like literally like jaw drop. No joke. I was like, this is my best life. Like, it's <laughs> so ridiculous. But I shot this movie for Netflix called Ibiza with Vanessa Bayer and Gillian Jacobs and... Julia's husband, Danny Motor, was a director of photography on it. And I remember when this was like right, like maybe during pre-production where we're in um, Serbia. So we shot in Serbia and Croatia. Sorry to spoil everything, but we could not afford to shoot in a piece. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry, guys. All the, most you couldn't the, tell. I watched it. It was great. And you could not tell. Yeah, exactly. Which we were like, oh, thank God. Danny but, did a great job. Danny did, <laughs> he did such a great job. And um, so I remember when I first met him and was during pre-production when I still think we're doing like wardrobe fittings and like just doing cast chemistry hangouts or whatever. And I met him and I was like, I did a double take when I saw him. And I was like why do I know this guy? Like, I was like, his face looks so familiar. I was like, he's really cute and whatever, but I'm like, it's not that he's a cute guy. I'm like, I feel like I know him. And then I was like, Oh my God, I think that's Julia Roberts' husband. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so then like me and Vanessa and uh, Gillian were talking about it and we were like, that's Julia's husband. <laughs> and we have to like be chill. Cause you're like, we have to be professional. Like he is his own person. Sure. He is not like a celeb blah, spouse, blah, blah. you know, exactly like whatever <laughs> autonomy. No, but, um, we were just so like, Holy crap. And then, um, Julia and the kids would just come to visit, you know, every once in a while. And it was like really cute, beautiful family. And then, um, my birthday was coming up. I turned 33 while we we're shooting the movie and I like no one could come out. Like my family couldn't come out. My boyfriend was on the road. Um, and so, uh, I kept being like Netflix. I just get like a yacht and like just to have like for cast and crew on like no biggie. Like no it could be, a, like, yeah, it could be a small yacht. And they were like, no, you're like number three on this fucking call sheet. You're not the star of this movie. We don't have the budget. Um, and I remember we were just like all hanging out between shots. And Danny was like, oh, Julia's coming to town. Like, maybe we can I get a yacht. Get and uh. I was like, 
Wait, what? And so we just like hung out on this boat in Croatia and uh, we had like so much fun. And of course it was like me, Danny, Julia, their kids, the director, uh, and um, one of the producers and like everyone knows how to swim and I don't. Oh and that was just like drinking rosé on the boat because I'm like, Julia, this is all I can do. <laughs> and <laughs> they were like, just try, just try it. So I literally put on a life vest and was cradled in Julia's arms uh, as I was just sort of like flailing about in the ocean. And it was so nuts. It's she, crazy. Yeah. I, was re- I was reading that chapter and no joke, like I was literally like holding imaginary pearls. <laughs> so I love Julia Roberts so, so much and I love Oprah, of course. Yeah. I just, there's, there's so many juicy pop culture stories in there. And uh, of course, all the deeper stuff too. But I just love that so much. Well, she, she was just stunningly beautiful. Right? Yeah, she's yeah. stunningly be- beautiful and just like really down to earth. And like, you know how you see someone and you just like, oh, that's a movie star. She yeah. just has that like, just the charisma, like even just hanging out. She's just telling a story and you're just captivated by it. It was just like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Now, also in the book, you talk about being a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love that. And I feel like I related, especially recently, I noticed I'm I'm starting to feel a lot of the qualities you were talking about. You have so much going on and just sort of like you get caught up in it. Right. You know? It's like you almost you can't slow down the train, which mm-hmm. which I just I love that chapter. But I wonder what advice do you have for either your your former self going mm-hmm. through those or, or maybe now if you're going through that a little bit, like or somebody else going through that? What advice do you have? I think my biggest thing would be to... Or for me, really. This is for me. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like, you know, and obviously, like, I don't know your whole life, but you're killing it. Like, I see all the stuff that you're doing and it's just like, you get this opportunity, that opportunity. And like, it's all just like, oh, I want to do all of it because it's so exciting and you love what you do. And And as you know, you've been working for this kind of thing Yeah, you work so so long long and like... So many people, they just see like your podcast now. They're like, oh, like he's just like funny and he like got this thing. And it's like, no, you were grinding to get to this point and like have this brand that like really resonates with so many people. And I had to get to a place where I could be like, if I'm not going to commit all the way to something, then I, I have to say no to it. Right. And sometimes it like sucks. You're like, oh, I want to do this thing. I want to hang out with this person. I want to be a part of this event. But it's like. Nobody wants you there if you're going to half-ass it. There's nothing worse than someone showing up and being like, you're giving me 50%. Right. So I I think it's just like take the pressure off. Because I know a lot of times I would come from the place of, oh, I don't want this person to be mad at me if I say no. Or like... But why can't I do everything for everybody? Like this is like five years ago, I was so broke. I would have jumped at this opportunity. And then you just have to sort of get to a place where like, no one's really going to be mad at you if you're like, I can't because I'm tired. You got to take, you don't want to bring yourself out. Totally. You know, And I notice more, the older I get, the more people are happy when (laughs) that sounds awful, but kind of excited when you, when you cancel plans or something. Yeah. Oh, I love canceling plans. Yeah. And if somebody cancels (laughs) plans on me, I'm like always so relieved. Yeah. That's great. I love that. And you mentioned money too. You're also very open about money in the book, Mm -hmm. which I found so refreshing. Why do you think people aren't as open about their finances? I think because you're worried that people are going to judge you super harshly. And, you know, my, my money troubles were a combination of just like career and recession, also like dumb mistakes that I made. Um, And like, no one likes to feel like they're dumb, right? No one likes to feel like, oh, I royally screwed up. But I think we all put so much pressure on ourselves to have these perfect lives, to like have all this money saved, to be like so smart. 
And I think if we talked more about it openly and like all the struggles that everyone has, like it's hard to make it in New York and LA or any city really. And so like to just be like, yeah, I I was broke for a bit. I think it makes people feel like hopefully if they hear my story, they go, Oh, so like, I'm not like a screw up if I'm struggling too. like everyone struggles. Um, and, and in the book, you talk about your not trash moments. So it's mm-hmm. like the the good moments in life. And I love that idea of like, you know, things are really rough right now, but mm-hmm. you have to kind of take a moment to say like, what are the good, what's the good going on right now? Yeah. And I wonder after you finish the book, like since, since turning it in, yeah. have, has there been any one or two moments that have stood out as like a good not trash moment? Yeah. I think the first one would be moving in with my boyfriend, British Bake Off. Thank you. We were long distance. He was in Portland. Um, so we were long distance for the first like year, 13 months. And so us living together now, we've been living together like two, th- two, three months. It's been really just sort of like nice to like have that home base and build a life together. Um, oh, this was like really cute, but kind of like, like cheesy a little bit, but I was FaceTiming with my nephew, Trey, who's maybe, he's maybe like seven or eight months, but I FaceTimed my sister-in-law, Liz, and, and I hadn't seen him in a while. And I was just like, hi, Trey. And he like, totally just like waved back Aww. at me. Yeah. And like, he is just really getting into like the whole waving thing now. So it was like really sweet to be like, he hadn't seen me in forever. I had a different wig on, but he still <laughs> he recognized still me. It was like, hi. So I was like, that's so sweet. Is your family all still in Cleveland? They're all still in yeah. Cleveland. And are yeah. you related to Ramona Robinson in Cleveland? No, I wish. Oh my God, because- She's so cool. I met her. <laughs> oh my God. She was like the biggest star. I remember right? my friend like lived in her neighborhood growing up and we were like, we'd be like, that's Ramona Robinson's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you also host so many white guys. Yeah, podcast. It's, you do two podcasts. You do mm-hmm. two dope queens, which you have a co-host, of course, and mm-hmm. then so many white guys. And you have a lot of great guests between both of them. Do you mm-hmm. have any dream guests for either podcast that you're like, I I want to have them? Yeah, um, I want to have Barack Obama. I think that would be really cool. I I think I might be too ignorant for him, but I no, think no, no. he might like me if we ever talked. He would be awesome. I think Solange would be really cool. You had Tom Hanks, too. Tom Hanks was awesome. Amazing. He was yeah. really great. It's been really... I think I would love to have more authors on because right. they're like like uh, my my friend she's a, a publicist for a different publishing house than the one that i'm at and she has been working with alice walker and she's just like she's incredible and like i feel like i'm learning so much from her so like to interview a legend like that yeah. would just be like yeah phenomenal yeah um okay i want to talk housewives really quick so you used to write the atlanta recaps for yes Vulture. yes do, do you have a favorite like old school atlanta moment Oh, you know what? There's so many good early things. There was so when (laughs) when Nini and Sheree had that big fight, and she was like, "I got Trump checks," Uh, and they were like, "Fix your teeth," and I'm like, "You guys are being so stupid." I don't need to take money from anybody. I am very rich, bitch. I just say I am very rich. Um, but that was a really good one. Um, what? What was it? Was it? Was it? Um, Phaedra's 
baby shower where it was like you remember it was like so over the top right, was it Dwight, a baby i think dwight like did it and yes. that was like a, a royal theme or something it was a royal right. theme and i'm like you guys like you're wasting so much money here use this for like your kids schooling but it was that was really funny and then i think the whole like drama with candy and kim about don't be tardy to part to the party yeah. and like all the in studio sessions with Kim, like trying to sing, and you're the like cigarette and the tightrope song. Yes, oh <laughs> tightrope. That tightrope. She was going to yes. be a country artist for a minute. It was like, what are you doing? It was such a mess. Oh, it was such a mess. There's a tightrope between me and you, and what I don't know will always get through. That's the way it goes with you on the other side. Kim came back. Do you still watch The Housewives? I still watch. Yeah. yeah. I was disappointed. Kim came back and it was disappointing because I wanted it to be like early season Kim and Nene. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, it was messy. It was too toxic. Um, what's, do you have a favorite housewife of any of them? I think it's Nene. Yeah. She's so funny. Okay, so let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to do one of our pop culture lightning rounds and a few other final thoughts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. 
Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E.com iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Okay, Sexiest Man Alive, if you were choosing for People Magazine, who would you choose? Ooh. Right now, I'm really, I'm really digging Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm. He's really hot. He's very sexy. Yeah. Um, okay, so in the book, you mention a lot of guys and women and celebrities and stuff. So, uh, Mary Fuck Kill or Mary Fuck, like, send on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Raphael Nadal, Michael B. Jordan, or Bono? Oh. I think I have to marry Bono. Sure. That's like my Your song. Bono story is yeah, epic. Yeah, my so little Bon Bon. <laughs> okay, so I marry him. And then... Oh, that's tough. You can only fuck one of those guys. I know. And the other one has to go on like vacation, like to Sandals without me. Yeah. Damn. And you could go on, you could go to Sandals with them. How about we say that? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I think Michael B. Jordan would be so fun on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Raphael, you just have to smash. Um, how about <laughs> same same concept, Deborah Messing, Loretta Devine, and Laura Linney? <laughs> <gasps> okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. I want to go on vacation with Loretta Devine because yeah. I know she has all the gossip. <laughs> so I want that. She's been in everything. Yes. Um, I think I married uh, Deborah Messing. And then, oh, I would fuck Laura Linney. <laughs> yeah, okay, fuck cool. Yeah. Nice. Babe <laughs> Destiny's Child song. Ooh. Um, shit. That's a good one. I know. I think I think Survivor. That's like that's a, a classic, classic. Yeah, yeah. or Independent Women. Like either of those two, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a favorite Mariah Carey song. Ooh, because she has so many good ones. She's got a lot of hits. Eighteen number ones. Maybe always be my baby mm. whenever that comes on i'm like i'm putting on roller skates right. i don't even know how to roller skate right. you know what i mean <laughs> right. right uh okay favorite julie roberts movie okay oh okay you know what i think it might be my best friend's wedding i loved when she's kind of a villain and oh, that yeah. And I was, it's great. I was just talking about this with someone. No one else would have been able to play that role because no. she is so, it's an unlikable character, mm-hmm. but Julia somehow like toes that line perfectly. Yeah. Um, okay. So Oprah's, if you had an Oprah's favorite thing list for the holidays, is there something that would be on it? Like, is there something you're really enjoying right now? Like a product, mm-hmm. a, a, a pajama? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good one. 
My, what should I have on the? This is my. I'm talking to my assistant, Mai, who's a queen. <laughs> Mai, what, what is she like right now? Yeah, What's like what a am good, I digging right now? A food product, or like a lotion, or a um. I always just th- I always remember Oprah having pajamas on her list. Like I know, but right? she she's like two hundred dollar pajamas. <laughs> she's like what? <laughs> and a lot that. of like William Sonoma croissants. Like yes, I was, I was like definitely like uh, t- taking a loan out for a croissant at William Sonoma at one point. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I like really oh, like, like bad. Like a- I like bad tasting. Like I will say, press juicery is like the best of them. But that's like one of my things. Oh, also like the face stuff you you having me use. K Beauty, she's K-Beauty, fixing yeah. my skin. Yeah, it was a mess. Phenomenal. Thank you. Well, I'm wearing makeup now, but um, well, your <laughs> face is still cute. <laughs> what's, what's a store? Uh, what's a store that you could get lost in, like shopping? Do you love like a Target, a Home Goods, a Costco? Ooh. I love a Home Goods. I could walk there forever. I'm gonna say probably the craziest mall I've ever been in is Harrods in London. Have you been there? I haven't been. No. It is seven floors. And it's designed so that you never leave. I want to go. And you there. just like, there's like food courts, mar- but it's like, it's not like Jamba Juice food. Court. It's like quality, like deli. Like it is just amazing. Like tea shops. Like I love that. Harrods. Harrods is in London. And like you walk in, I went with Bay, and we walk in and I think like the first floor they have like all the designers. So you really do, you feel like Carrie Bradshaw. You just like. You like go in there, you're like pretending like you're going to buy like fucking Prada, even yeah. though you're like not. Gonna <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm just looking. You're like, bitch, you're not going to buy like anything. Me at Sephora. I just exactly. Like, um, <laughs> are you more of a Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, or Charlotte? I'm a Miranda. Yeah. I'm about my business. I think Carrie was a bad friend. Charlotte was kind of just like, nobody wanted to be her friend. And then I'm a Charlotte. Phoebe, you're you? not a I Charlotte. Like a Char- I really do feel like I'm a little bit more of a Charlotte. I promise you. I'm not proud of it. I'm just being I honest. don't. Be- I don't believe it. No. I'm living my truth. <laughs> <laughs> like, were you a bigger? Did you like bigger Aiden? Oh my god, I'm team good guy. So I was so yeah. into Aiden. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I was Aiden too. Although I okay, don't think good. Carrie was. I don't know that she deserved Aiden. I think she, her and right. Big were more better matched. Agreed. Um, uh, if you, I don't know. This question is so random. This will be my last question because it doesn't make any sense. No, but okay. what um, if you were choosing a view panel? You if there's a Sherry Shepherd anecdote in the in the book. That's why I think this came up. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but, I love it. What's your ideal view panel? Ooh, or for like a view. If you're sitting down to like watch a view like show, yes. Who would you like to see? That's a great question. I literally just thought of it. I love it. Okay, so there's what five Let's people? Say four or five. Four or five. Who would I want to see talk? And I'm gonna. How about you? Have to have one housewife on there. Okay, I think the housewife would be Tinsley. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do always say I want all of those women. I just want to hear their like thoughts on world events. Like I would love an actual like. I just want to plug them into the view. Yeah. And have them talk politics. I think I would want to have Ramona. Mm-hmm. On the oh no, maybe Luann. Luann would be a treat. Luann, okay, so Luann's on the panel. I Did think you it, see this morning, Megan Kelly was like talking about Luann's blackface. Did you see this? Yeah, and she was like, What's the big deal about blackface? And it's like, Megan Kelly, oh are you god. serious? Oh my god, you're and an it, adult. I know it was, it was shocking, like it was almost as shocking as Luann's actual blackface on the episode. Yeah. It was like, what? And then, yes, yeah, she cited Luann, and I was like, What's happening here? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, It's but how else are you gonna be Diana Ross? And it's like, You, you don't, don't know you how should. else, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Just don't. What? Anyway. Okay, okay so, so Luann. Luann would be great. Okay, maybe not Luann. Maybe Ramona. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, Ramona let's would be equally yeah. as offensive, I'm okay. sure. Yes. Uh, so Ramona, I think... I am so obsessed with Cardi B. I wake up every morning and I, I go on Instagram and I watch Cardi B videos and I laugh. So I want to have her on. Okay, I need to think of three more people. So Ramona, Cardi Maybe B. Maybe someone who's been on The View before. Let's say that. Or on one of those panel shows. Like, Ooh. is there something like, like a Joy or a Whoopi or like a... I kind of like Whoopi because... You could tell when she's over a segment right. and she just like tosses the commercial and it might not even be time for commercials, but she's like, we'll be back. And you're right. like, wait, what? Everyone was talking and she's just done. You know, so the three you of know them. Elliot Glazer, right? Yes. Like, him and I text all the time about Whoopi's like being <laughs> over segments. Anytime Whoopi's, uh, you know, doing contact contract negotiations with yeah. the control room on air or like whatever, you could just tell she's not hiding anything. No, she's so over it. Um. Oh God. Okay. This is like such a good question. I want to have someone like not like maybe like a political figure or right, something. Right. Like maybe a commentator or someone that's been in politics. Yeah. Well, maybe Joe Biden. Yeah, he'd be great. He always. He's yeah. good. He always breaks my heart with his, and he's so charming. Um. And then the he's last, so the last person, maybe Missy Elliott. She'd be great. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because she knows so much. Yeah. Phoebe, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I love you so much. And I loved your book. And Uh, I hope I'm going to ask you, I'm going to beg you to sign it. Daniel. Does anyone call you you. Daniel? Just kidding. My mother. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll we'll wrap (laughs) this up. And uh, the book is called Everything's Trash, But It's Okay. And where can people find you on social media? Uh, My handle is Dope Queen Phoebe. Says P-H-E-E-B-S on um, Instagram and Twitter. I deactivated my Facebook because it just became worst. Yeah, yeah, toxic. Um, and thank you so much. And do you go back to Cleveland a lot? Maybe I'll run I'm into you. I'm going back for uh, Thanksgiving. I, I won't be there for Thanksgiving. Uh, but I'm going to okay. go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Wasn't Phoebe great? I've been such a huge fan of her comedy for so long. She's such a brilliant writer, comedian, um, actress. She's so, so good. So if you haven't checked out her podcast, she has a podcast called Two Dope Queens, which was also a series of HBO specials. You can check out the HBO specials on HBO On Demand or HBO Go. That's also in podcast form. And then she has a second podcast called So Many White Guys, which is a fantastic interview podcast. She's so, so good. She was in the movie Ibiza on Netflix. And then also coming up, I believe next year, she's going to be in the gender flipped version of of the movie What Women Want. So do you remember the Helen Hunt movie, What Women Want? Well, there's going to be a movie called What Men Want, and it's starring Taraji P. Henson, and Phoebe's going to be in that. So everyone's going to check that out. And then read her book, Everybody's Trash, But It's Okay. So now we always do these cooldowns. Uh, before we get to the cooldown, I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group. I want to thank Samson Technologies for sponsoring the podcast. I want to encourage everyone, if you like this podcast and you want to support it, please head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. And there's a button there that uh, says become a patron. And for $4 or more per month, uh, you can pledge $4 or more and you get access to all of the Everything Iconic bonus episodes. So again, just go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. There's Real Hustles of New York recaps. I also just did a, um, you guys know I love the Hallmark Christmas movies. Like I'm a big nerd for that stuff. And so I did like a, a little episode previewing the upcoming Hallmark holiday films, which have already started, which is insane. <laughs> and so I know that's very niche, but that's over there. Again, Real Houses of New York recaps, and then some other fun bonus episodes. I'm recapping Scary Island from the Real Houses of New York. 
And more importantly, your money and your pledge over there just goes to support this podcast. So that's why I'm able to make two a week. So I appreciate all of the people that are over there. I could not do this podcast without you. So without further ado, let's do our little cool down. Our little uh, everything iconic slash everything's trash, but it's okay. Cool down. So I want everyone to take a, a deep breath in. Hold it. Take a deep breath out. Let's take another deep breath in. I want to think of your own not trash moment from the past year. Breathe out. Now again, in Phoebe's book, she talks about those not trash moments. So those those sort of serendipitous or special moments that sometimes they could be silly. Maybe, you know, she mentioned just FaceTiming with her her nieces and nephews was a, a, a wonderful not trash moment. So I just wanted you to take a moment today and think, in the past year, was there a moment where it was just one of those wonderful life moments that made you smile, made you happy? I just want you to think about it today and celebrate it and just feel good because although everything's trash, it's okay. We're going to be okay. There's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world and it's important we all stay engaged and stuff. However, I think it's also very important to remember that there's a lot of good in the world too. So let's all take a moment to remember the not trash. Go pick up Phoebe's book. I love you. We'll be back Thursday with some housewives. I love you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. In this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time. And I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass 
gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass.